y'all drinking or y'all smoking? Y'all drinking, y'all smoking, y'all playing. What really happened unto her? What went down in the van? Allegedly, 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 beers with bears. Beers with bears. Beers with bears. Beers with bears. Like I was telling Joby, like I'm. Uh, thank you so much for sending me the the record to jam ahead of time, and uh, everything sounds tight. And I'm stoked to to talk about it. Um, and we'll talk about everything else you guys got going on. And then, as I normally end these episodes, we usually talk about like some fun stories from you guys' time in music, which sounds like you guys have been together for quite a while. So there should be some good shit to talk about. <sighs> yeah, we got a couple. We got a couple. Fuck yeah. The story. Uh, <laughs> have you um? Have you started recording? Uh, so I've been recording this entire time. I usually okay, use like okay. a B roll at the beginning. Uh, so we haven't fully started the episode yet. It's crazy that episode I was telling you I listened to is like the same exact shit. Like played like they asked the same thing. <laughs> you can tell that I've been celebrating a little bit today, man. <laughs> Um, that's, I mean, that's, I watch. I mean, that's. I, I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, All this right. is the, uh, the, the beer crack, right? Yep. Turn me on to. be a normal beers with bands episode but this is the first ever getting seared with bands that's right jovi mm-hmm. i took that i yes. ran with it it's yes. in there um yeah. i'm sitting down this week with uh the my my new friends in mace uh little po- uh mixture band from uh boston a little bit of grunge a little bit of shoegaze a little bit of emo a little bit of punk uh how you guys doing great Nice, fantastic 420. The guy yeah, at my work forgot to bring my weed, so I just had to stand in line for like two million hours. But other than that, today's good. You know what? That is, that is actually a crazy thought, right? Like uh, 420 at a dispensary. First, <laughs> like, first time I'm actually ever thinking of that. Which goes to show that, like, holy shit, man, we've come a long way, you know? For sure. You right. know what, though? I was... The people in front of me, they left, and the lady was like, feel free to grab a t-shirt. And then I got up there, bought my weed, and then I kind of looked at her, and she just smiled and was like, all right, go. And then um, <laughs> didn't get that t-shirt, but I kind of lingered. She sent it to the next person. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Uh... God damn it. So before we get too far into this, uh, we should probably let the the listeners know who they're they're hearing. 
Uh, do you want to go between the the two of you and say who you are and what you do in the band? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I guess I'll go first. I'm Joby, and uh, I play guitar. Uh, I sing. I say sing with an asterisk, you know, because the other two sing, the other two sing way better than I do. But I I try. Like I'm at least a tryer. But yeah, I play guitar. Okay. And um, yeah. There's no better singing. Only better people. <laughs> All right, Why? I'm true. I'm true. I play bass, and I sing. That's it. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, and obviously, we're missing a couple of members, so we should probably at least shout them out since they're not here with us today. Uh, oh, who yeah. are they, and what do they do? That's so right. Travis, you my, uh, Travis, my background. He plays uh, lead guitar, and he. Uh, also sings and clearly three, three he's all... and then we got uh and then we got gags our drummer and he also recorded everything so i'm i'm like i'm friendly dude we gotta like give you another title he's a nah man just put drummer and uh that's it but he really just does like he does more than a, a bunch of other shit you know he like recorded all of our shit um and has really led the charge in that sort of respect well, mad props to him, and uh, yeah. wish them both well on this fine uh, holiday evening. Yeah, for sure. I think Gags is bowling right now. He's like having the best, like <laughs> it's the best thing to do on fucking four twenty. He's in a bowling league, so <laughs> shout out to him. Nice. And then I like I was with Travis the other day. We were having our own beers with bands, <laughs> like late night, just listening <laughs> to music, uh, getting tanked, and. He gave me a couple of things that he would like to say in the in like you know throughout this interview, so I'll sprinkle them in. <laughs> okay, <laughs> stoked. Um, and he's not. So he's before gonna, we he's get too far, lies, like he's not grimace from McDonald's, but he is. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. There's a lag on my on my block. <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah, and there's a lag on my end too, so I'm trying to like compensate for it, but you're totally fine. Um, so before we get too far into everything, I always like to kind of know uh, origin stories for bands, especially if uh, there's new listeners that aren't familiar with Mace and kind of like to know a little bit of backstory. So how did the four of you guys come together to become Mace? Um, so I would say that, like, I had I had the idea for Mace, like, for wanting to be in a band. Like, me and Shrew used to be in a band years ago you know so i've known true for like well over 10 years now and um we were in like a, a cool shitty like pop punk band like fallout boy type shit you know and we went on a tour and it was really fun but we never ended up really making music again you know that was like when we were 19 years old so i started just like really itching and um trying to do another band so obviously she was the first person i hit up and i was like dude absolutely need you to be a part of it it's called mace windu um I think you said no. I think you said no the first couple of times, but I ended up meeting Travis at my job, at an old job of mine. Uh, so I was like, "Listen, man, we should start jamming." And then me and Trav got together and started jamming under Mace Windu. Um, and then you know we had a different drummer, and we had like a whole iteration of the band originally uh, that we put together strictly for this one show that happens every year in Boston called Porch Fest. And like Porch Fest, well, that's a tangent, but like. Porch Fest is super fucking sick. So we put together a band just for Porch Fest, and we had like this super cool but weird, like weirdo drummer. Um, we had just like an interesting lineup going for a little bit. You know, we played the show, and then we're like, ah, 
well, it just didn't work out. But me and Trav still kept jamming and writing. And a friend of a friend, like shout out, shout out Trav's friend Timmy. He met Gags. So me, Trav, and Gags started jamming together. And then it was like, Shrew, come on, we got to get you. We, like, you know, and just asked Shrew again. And he came on to play bass and sing. And it's just been a rap ever since. And we dropped the windy. So now it's just mates. But yeah, originally you wanted me to, because in the original lineup, I was just singing. And they asked me to come back. I was like, well, I got to play an instrument because just singing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with my other hand? You know? Um, right. But also, they're practicing this, uh, this crappy place. Where is it? Like Chelsea? Oh, my God. That fucking studio was a nightmare. Sharing, like... a, sharing, a, sharing a practice space with like three other bands. So there's like two feet in a square. And so that was a real deal breaker for me. It was hard to get to. It was like a cool spot, but it was hard to get to. I'm not even kidding you. Like we literally split it with like five other band, like five other bands. Just that's how like the fucking space and renting in Boston was. Like there's no room anywhere, you know. So between well, five I, feel, bands I also like, feel like that's like everywhere. Oh yeah. Like, if any if any band has like a rental space, they're already sharing it with like five or six other bands. So it yeah. sucks for space wise, but it's great like uh, rent wise because everyone's only paying like a five bucks or ten bucks or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Well, at, at this space, man, it was like that. It was that philosophy, but just the prices were inflated. So it was like twelve people literally paying all like one hundred and fifty dollars each, and then you would only get the space. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, you would have like two. I remember like our group text one was so annoying because it was literally like fucking eighteen numbers, and I was like, this sucks to be on, you know. So you would have to go in the group text if you wanted to practice on a day that wasn't assigned to you. <laughs> and it just got to the point of like, yo, what are we fucking doing? So I think gags like gags. <laughs> jammed in that space one time with me and travis like when we first met him he came to that space um set his drums up and then he's like yo listen so i'm down to play with you guys but not here man this sucks <laughs> oh yeah and then he started practicing in his parents basement and that was the shit that was the best yeah it's pretty cool but at the same time i had not i just met gags he's like like not crazy he's like a little younger than us so like but i felt like a creep <laughs> in his parents' basement just like a little bit. They are yeah, cool. Dudes, like, they were like they're they're the best and they come to all the shows, but they were such oh, yeah. fans. We'd be going really hard till like eleven PM on a Tuesday. And then you know, we'd be like, dude, should we stop? And gags would be like, nah man, trust they're fine, they're good. They'd be like, turn the bass down a little bit. I'd be like, that's it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was August of 2019 that I'd say the four of us got like finally locked in on a lineup and really started like taking it from there. That's awesome. Uh, I, I saw, I was kind of going through the discography uh, leading up to this too. And you guys had some stuff come out uh, around that time. And then you also had your, your debut EP, uh, ill literation. Uh, I like the little, got to get the hyphen in there, you know, got to make sure it's <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh came out in 2020 uh sounds sick and then obviously one thing we're here to talk about today is this new record um which is unclothed and unbothered which super tight i feel like this is a great um progression from the ep in its entirety and also like i just want this out in the airwaves i was the first person to listen to it on soundcloud so uh let 
let my clout be known. Um, but shit's tight, and I'm so stoked that this is going to be coming out. Obviously, this episode comes out after the release, but uh, where was I going with this? I think that everything's starting to hit a little bit. Um, I had I had a track, and this is what's going to happen. Uh, it's all good. No, but it, it's sick, and uh, I'm I'm ready to dive into it, and. Yeah, I can't remember where the fuck I was going to go with that. But uh, leading into it, what's some things that you can kind of tell me and the listeners about this this new album? You go first if you want to. Um, Chef, definitely a labor of love. <laughs> no, I mean, really, it was a long time coming, like going through like COVID and everything. Yeah, no, uh, it really was. Yeah. But I don't know, like this is um yeah, I've been in bands before and stuff like that, but like this album specifically is really something I'm really proud of and into, you know? This is real mace. <laughs> yeah. I think um I think for me like the big thing with this album is that it definitely pushed us pushed it definitely individually pushed me, you know, like I think it pushed all of us. This is uh like you know, ever since we even started this band, like we've just always been good at cranking out songs. It's always been about the songs. And that's one thing that Trav really wanted to say. We're just like drunk as shit. He's like, just let it be known. We're just about the fucking songs, man. It's all that matters. We don't like, we don't try to do anything. We just, we just play and they come out, you know? Can't be um, stopped. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, can't be fucking stopped, man. That was like one of the first things we said at one of our first practices. We we're just cranking them out. I'm like, dude, can't be stopped. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of songs for a long time, but to really agree to an album, um, yeah, it's like totally different. I have learned a lot, and I really truly feel, man, that like you can listen to this album, look at the cover, listen to the skits, and get like a, a true, honest picture, complete sense of what it's like to like hang out with Mace, what it's like to to go to one of our shows, what it's like to like be chilling at my house after, like if I have one of my parties or some shit, you know, like we've had a bunch of crazy times you know i think like all of that energy just really hits the album so i'm super super excited to like get that out to people you know because we're all about the songs we're all about the shows and the people like just bringing it together dude hell yeah uh that was one thing i actually liked about this album is where a lot of bands especially in the like the last few years have used um like sound a lot of sound clips in their their songs where uh you guys do use uh the one sound clip i can't remember what song it's in um at the beginning but you guys added skits into your album which you don't really see anyone in like the diy scene ever really do and i mean they're great funny skits um like there's definitely a few sound clips in there that are great like y'all drinking y'all smoking y'all y'all drinking smoking uh like that one gets me every time and then but it just really reminded me of like, uh, like early Eminem albums when he had like his skits in there, and just how like off kilter and like just kind of like, oh, what's what's this? Where so I thought it was a nice touch to put those in. Thank you. Yeah, yeah those were a lot of fun to do. There were a lot of that was that was a lot of fun to do, man. That was just real natural. It was. The best uh, part about doing it is that our friends did it for us. <laughs> <laughs> we're just done working we're like fuck that man can you guys send us something <laughs> could you tell uh, that i was the, my voice is the uh voice recording 
And there's one of those that you can like absolute one of those you can absolutely hear us laughing in the background. And then uh Trav, like Trav just does so many good voices. Like that's when he does uh what the fuck is the guy's name again that he says? Boise. Oh yeah. Your good favorite feel like he's oh. Boise. <laughs> yeah, that's Trav. That's our guitarist. Yeah, Trav does that. I promise you, Trav does like Trav does like ten other ones that are wicked good. He does a Bayou one that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's, yeah, we were like, man, let's like, and honestly, there's like a well, two things about that. One, there's a bunch of shit that we cut that I wish we kept. Like, there's there's so many gems in there that like we should have been in there, but we sort of just like ended up chopping them just to like keep the songs to like have that heart and feeling that we wanted. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think that there's a lot, a lot of music that we all, all four of us cross over like Venn diagram style, but I do remember us all four of us like having a real conversation about Eminem and like the Marshall Mathers LP and like how those skits, you know, like how that, how that album particularly just really hit for all four of us. And maybe subconsciously, you know, in that conversation, we were like our love for skits and doing the little extra things sort of came in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, in like, in, in the name of the album, Unclothed and Unbothered, it like, I feel like I take that really literally, and like, we we do seriously want to strip ourselves and just like show you guys, you know, like we really just want to be like, dude, we're just here, like this is just it. Yeah. And doing some like stupid skits like that is a good way to show you that like, we just have a good fucking time. Yeah. Dude, one hundred percent. Like, uh, like it, it should. It, it does really show, like, what you guys are all about outside of the music, where you guys are just jokesters. And then, like, the, the album in general is just, uh, like, I wouldn't say there's one, like, specific sound that you guys, like, hit. Because you guys are hitting, bouncing off a few different things, which just, I feel like, really adds to, like, not just the album, but who you guys are in general. Uh, you can kind of get a sense of, like, we, we follow a, f- a lot of different things, and we, our interests are everywhere, so... It's just a, a full-on reflection of you guys. That's a, that's a huge... Yeah, we really appreciate that. Hell yeah, thank you. Uh, I know one thing that this album really, like, made me miss was uh, just being in, like, at a house show and, like, in a basement and it's all, like, fucking hazy and just having a few, <laughs> like, PBRs in your hands just, like, swaying. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know a lot of those, like, the, the especially, like, the little the songs that had a little bit more of the shoegazy feel to it i was just like that's like it just it took me back to like a time and i was like fuck i wish i was in those moments right now a lot of those songs were probably written while drinking those pbrs <laughs> they're actually narragansett's yeah like that's that's definitely the one yeah like definitely the Rhode Island PBR. okay you keep saying like we really keep saying that's the goal man it's just like get sponsored by narragansett you know like go on a tour and have like gansett like give us free beer the whole time that'd be so awesome. that'd be that'd be tight yeah that'd be cool uh, uh, w- <laughs> one thing i did see Brooklyn out to on, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. On, on the soundcloud was no you're good it's it's funny yeah how, how are the celtics doing today um, I mean, they're down, they're, you know, basketball is crazy because like they're down 11 points, but that doesn't mean shit in basketball. Right. Um, or it's just a crazy right. series because the Nets, the Nets hate us and we hate them. And I love it. I live for this. I can hear my roommate outside yelling right now. I'm not watching cause I'm a fucking professional. 
<laughs> I'll keep us all engaged. I'm sorry, I totally cut you off, Mike. You go. You're good. No, you're 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 fine. Um, one thing I noticed on SoundCloud, and I thought it was a like a funny kind of description for this album. Also, was uh, some songs about shows, one about shrooms, and a couple others about mermaids. Um, like, obviously, it's self-explanatory where those come from, but uh, I was having trouble. And obviously the, the album's out, so I feel like I can say this now. At, well, yeah. at the time that this, people are listening to this album, the time time sequences are weird when you try and do these at a time. I was trying to figure out which song was the Shroom song because there was a few different ones where I thought it could be. Which ones oh, do you think they could be? Okay, so I was thinking uh, Water's Fine, uh, or got it bad were like my two top ones um, as to what it possibly was. Um, that's, that's, that's funny, man. <laughs> Actually, no. Um, but yeah, Giovanni, you can take that. Route. Especially um, stop being a g- degenerate. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm smoking the last of that. I'm smoking the last of that toner weed, man. I can't wait to get rid of this shit. I've been rocked for three weeks now. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, freaking. The cops um... are gonna hear this. <laughs> ooh wee, ooh wee. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking um. All right, back to the question. Sorry, before I forget the question, back to the question. So the shroom song is drumroll, uh, Miracle Springs. And that oh, one. Yeah, that one. It's funny that you say water's fine and got it bad. That took me for a loop. Um, but yeah, like, are we going to go track by track? Because I can save the story for that if we get there. Oh, I mean, if you guys want to go track by track, that's all up to you. Uh, we don't have to if you don't want to. I mean, that would be kind of weird with our yeah. album to go by a formula. So why don't you just tell the story, you fucking sicko? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so Miracle Springs... Um, I mean, during quarantine, obviously a lot of like, you know, a lot of fucking loneliness and just re-questioning everything, you know? So one of my, like, one of my best friends who I'm the oldest of all my siblings. And this dude really was like a big brother for me, you know, when I first moved to Boston. And uh, just just my fucking dude. He moved to California in the middle of quarantine. So I went out there to visit him for my birthday. And we're like, let's go to Joshua Tree and let's take a whole bunch of acid. So I had like a, I had a paper tab that I, that I stuck in a book and I, you know, put it to a certain page that I made a whole thing about it. But anyway, I had this, this huge acid tab, like paper tab in this book. And, uh, I will never forget my friend over quarantine showed me, he's like, all right, man, this finger, like this fingertip is going to be one hit. And I was like, okay, cool. So when I came time to do it, I took one hit. My buddy took like a half a hit and I took the other half of his and I'm texting him. I'm like, yo, I don't feel anything. So then I take another one and he ends up being like, yo, so I lied when I told you it was one hit, it's actually two. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's, let's buckle up. Let's do it. And, uh, we we're staying in, dude, we we're staying in the shittiest. I'm not kidding you. Like the seediest place I've ever been. Um, it was in desert Springs, California. And the name of the resort was miracle Springs. Hence the name of the song. So we, we pulled, we pulled in at 11 PM. And uh, it truly was like on some Fair and Loathing shit, man. Like, we pulled it at 11 p.m., me and my boy Burrs, and we're like, all right, we got to go to Joshua Tree. We got to leave here at 4 to get there for 5 for the sunrise. So let's take all this acid and stay up all night. 
So just that whole song is just about like my trip and it was just fucking wild, you know? So I remember like the rocks were turning into faces, not like, uh, not like your face or my face, but just like a, imagine like a face drawn in the newspaper, like the rocks were turning into faces. Okay. There was a cat wandering around. Oh man. It was just like the best fucking time it was so fun. And then hungover, my trip continues to go to LA. After LA, I go to San Francisco and I'm still sort of like coming down off of all the Sid and just like vibing out, having the time of my life, but trying really hard to record this song. And uh, when I was staying in San Francisco, I was staying at this hostel that's like a music hostel and they also had a studio there. So I was like trying at that point in time to like get the studio time. And I was like, I don't know, they had a guitar and some other shit there. So I was like just writing the riff and fucking around with the song, but I just couldn't put like lyrics to anything, you know? And when I'm leaving San Francisco, and this is a true, I swear on my fucking life, this is a true story. I'm on the bus leaving San Francisco, and it's an overnight bus ride from San Francisco to Seattle. And as we're pulling out of the station, there's like a little electronic sign with the rolling right? And uh, I'm looking out the window, just thinking back to Joshua Tree, and it literally said, I heard coyotes howl. And when me and my buddy Burns were at uh, Joshua Tree, we heard a pack of coyotes. That like actually happened. Like we were hiking and the sun was coming up and we heard coyotes everywhere. So, you know, when I'm like being mad reflective on this bus ride, was just like fucking with the song, trying to record a demo of it. And then I saw that line, I heard coyotes howl. And that just sort of put into the gear, like what the song should be about, you know? So that sort of is an ode to like my, my acid trip in Joshua and just my boy Burns, you know, and uh, how small we felt in that moment. Like you, you sit there and you're like, dude, I know exactly what I want to do in my life. I know this, this, and that. But you get there and you're so fucking insignificant. And it just, the whole song is about ego break and ego death, you know? Like, I'm not even sure. And it feels really good. But like, man, I'm not even sure. But yeah, that's the true song. <laughs> that's, dude, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the podcast. That's <laughs> Believe it or not, I feel like we could top that. Me and Shrew, we could definitely top that. <laughs> Abducted was uh, based on a true story. Because <laughs> I was abducted. I'm just joking. <laughs> Part two, Probe, coming out next year. <laughs> no, that's a B-side for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit all I gotta say is we're not doing a probed with bands like <laughs> it's time to get probed <laughs> <laughs> so obviously with, with Miracle Springs that one stemmed from you like doing this in this acid trip and, and everything like that now do all of mesa's songs seem to come from just an experience where you guys are on either like like high drunk like is that how like the normal process is for you guys where it's just like go with the flow see what happens comes naturally yes i mean for my songs at least yeah i think like playing them definitely writing them maybe not but like playing them like you know yeah it depends too, because like, yeah, I don't know. Certain songs, like I feel like "Water's Fine" started from really stony jams. Like I remember, like we're in Gags' basement, and I had like, no, that's not right. The original "Water's Fine," like not the one that we got on the record now, but like that first fucking jam, 
Like, yeah, the, was original, really... the original Water Spy was super, like, poppy. Yeah, it was, like, much weirder, but, like, it that was... like was... a pop-punk song. That was from being really stoned. Like, there are definitely a couple of songs where we've been really stoned, and then a couple of songs, like, I think Tommy Point was from a really, really drunk practice. So, yeah, like, they, they definitely have their moments. I would imagine, like, probably Trav's songs, like, I think Trav has kept his songs for a long time, and they've been a long time coming. Uh, but yeah, we definitely go in waves practice and in the writing process, it all comes out. Well, I wrote Got It Bad like mad long ago. Yeah. I think I, I wrote, you, I think I wrote that like seven years ago. It was like an acoustic song. Oh, wow. That's, so a lot of these songs <laughs> have been a long time coming, it sounds like. So um, not to jump too far ahead, does that mean you already have like material for whatever's next hell yeah yeah <laughs> and for, i think like everybody's already itching to do the next one it's almost like having to slow ourselves down to be like shit let's let's do videos for this one and like send it out and and like set some shit up you know um but that's like we're just we're just so about like the music and so about like the songs and doing it that i feel like our creative like whatever we want to do creatively that just goes first. It's it's like uh, never really thinking about like, let's go here and play like a certain string of shows or let's do this or um, let's collab with this. It's more of like, I want to get back to jamming. I want to get back to writing. Like I really want to do another album. Yeah, dude, it's like fucking therapy for band practice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it fucking is therapy. <laughs> And I fucking need it. <laughs> well, uh, if if whatever you guys are coming up with next, um, I'm sure is as good or even better than like this record because this record is so sick. Just to kind of just put on, mellow out to, and just like have a good time. Like it's it's kind of rainy and shitty out here right now, and like half of these songs like hit those vibes where you're just like, oh, I, I'm just gonna smoke a little bit and just like take this in. Yeah. And by uh, by smoke, I hope you mean cigarettes. Of at course. A bus, at a bus stop. <laughs> the only way to do it, and you bu- you have to bum it off the guy that's like been sitting there for four hours, that's not even getting on a bus. I quit two weeks ago. Give me one. <laughs> I mean, dude, you'll you'll like you get on a Peter Pan or a Greyhound or some shit. You're like, I need anything really, like. <laughs> I'll take a cigarette from anyone. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I had a lady fall asleep on my shoulder on a Peter Pan to Baltimore one time. And it was like really awkward. I didn't know what to do. And like an hour and a half went by and she woke up and she was mad at me. How dare you? <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry for breathing. Like, you know? <laughs> Believe me, I was trying my best to not move my shoulders for three hours. Well, she looked at me like, how dare you let me sleep on you? That's okay. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm all right. What's <laughs> wrong with me? You can sleep on me. <laughs> um, yeah. Was John, there. I am... I'm sorry. sorry. I'm, I totally cut you off. You keep going. You're good. Uh, go ahead with whatever, because uh, I was just going to transition. So go no, ahead. No, I, I was just going to like help your transition. I'm like, uh, it just is sick that we're here talking about unclothed. I'm just really excited about it. <laughs> Well, what well, I was going to say, it bounces right off that, as uh, 
like I like I mentioned, this this set record's great. I'm stoked that you guys are putting this out and that everyone can hear it. Um, I think it comes out May 13th, but uh, Friday the 13th for May. Uh, obviously, this episode comes out afterwards. Was there any now that I think about it? Uh, was there any significance behind doing it specifically on a Friday the 13th? Didn't we do it before? We said it. We said it for before, and then we we uh, pushed it back. Um, and then when we were looking, when we were looking at pushing it back, it really was like trying to not make it too stressful because I feel like we'd already been working on it for so long that we're like we can't like go too crazy. Um, no, I'm saying I thought we did Friday the Thirteenth for like another album. We did Lee Erickson Day for another one. Oh, it was Lee Erickson. Yeah, it was Lee Erickson Day. Yeah, so alliteration was October 9th, Lee Erickson Day. And then when it was time to look for dates for this one, we we're like, fuck it, Friday the 13th. You know, we definitely wanted a Friday. Um, oh, yeah. What it comes down to is we look for the coolest day possible. Yeah. Missed the boat for today, I guess. It was super- yeah. I know. I think that was the, like, originally we were like, man, 420 would be sick. <laughs> Everybody would be like, whoa. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he must love 311. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no doubt. Was there anything that like that I might have missed on talking about like unclothed that you want to talk about that you either want like the listeners to know or some fun fact about it? And we already have this amazing story about Miracle Springs. Uh, but was there anything else that like I kind of missed with it? Um, I'm I'm just looking at uh, that picture of Trav in the background. For sure, <laughs> that's him. That's actually him. Yeah, um, I mean, nothing really crazy to note. Like, I kind of don't really write songs the same way that Giovanni does. I guess mine are more just like outbursts at band practice, and then I kind of mold it into something lyrically. Anyway, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think, um, a lot of shrew- a lot of shrews come from like we're just playing at pr- like practice and shrew takes like shrew leads it with a sick fucking bass riff and then we build off of that. Trav's have been like more thought out and I think like one rule that shrew sort of set that like has been really sick was that like a long while ago it was like if you write the song you sing it you know if it's your song we should all believe in each other if, like we should all just sing it and you should just sing your songs and. I'll sing my songs, the travel sing his songs. And uh, we kind of like always really well, like that multi singer like approach, you know? Yeah. I'll asterisk that though a little bit. Yeah. Cause we don't yeah. It's kinda like, yeah, you gotta respect each other's creative process. Yeah. Uh, so that would explain kinda why when I was listening to the record, like there it sounds like different singers on depending on like what song it is then. For well, sure. That's, that's a cool aspect to do then. Uh, like, I mean, just that means you really have to like give a shit about your song, and like you gotta put a full forth, full force. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's cool that you guys still like. You don't have one independent singer. Yeah, I think it comes down to too is like I don't know why do you like have huge egos and like argue all the time? It's supposed to be fun, right? So that's what we're doing here. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think that's exactly it. It's just as like, 
we all just like we all just like to to like just rip, you know. And uh, if it's your song, like, and you really have a vision for it, just really respect each other. Be like, dude, I just like let's see what you're thinking, you know? Yeah, exactly. And just build and just building each other up and just like hyping each other up. Yeah. And people can listen to it and be like, wow, they have three singers, and they're not a folk punk band. <laughs> and then honestly, a lot of the backup vocals, like when we're writing the songs, we even have like backup vocals per se, and like that stuff just comes like after when we were recording it, and that was sort of like a, a part of the process that um, really surprised me and I liked was we were just like all hanging out in Gags's uh, studio, and you know it would just be like, oh shit, let's try that right there, let's try that right there. Even Gags got a couple of them, you know. So I tried like once again, I tried to give him a vocal credit, he, <laughs> he didn't want it. I was like, dude, you, we got to put drums and vocals now because you're singing. Right. He's like, nah, 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 just drums. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's any, like, good stories about, like, Unclothed or any of the songs. Like, nah, I would just say that some of those songs truly are, like, were even before alliteration, you know? like. Oh, wow. We, when we were recording that, like, we had Trouble Dread, basically. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, some of those are, like, you really do get, like, like you do get a whole spectrum and, and like range of what we've done and how far we've come and different influences in the time, you know? And like, I feel like even certain songs that we've covered in like different shows and stuff, have sort of seeped their way in even subconsciously, right? To like what we end up doing uh, just at the time. So I could like, I could listen to those songs and be like, oh man, that was like, we were doing this at that time. It's so sick. Out of like all the songs that are on Unclothed, what which one would you th- say is like the oldest song, that, like that that was, like the idea came up with like the the longest ago. Um, got it bad, baby. I mean, got it bad, but like you mean like as a band though. Well, I mean like uh, in either aspect. I know, sure, you said like got it bad was like six years basically in the making from like when you first like came up with uh, the the main idea for it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it would be Got It Bad. Yeah, we will probably be Got It yeah. Bad. Like, that song, we were definitely playing it at um, Gags' parents' house. And there's, like, a timeline, a, to- a real switch, like, when the gears got really turned on Mace was, like, after COVID, when it was, like, all right, we all trust each other to, like, let's get together and start playing music again, you know? And Gags found a wicked sick uh, studio rehearsal space. And going back to our conversation about rehearsal spaces earlier, I know a lot of people uh, split, but we like have been sort of lucky with what we got that we're just the only people that got it. So we've like built it into a studio. Like we built all the foam ourselves and all that shit and got the mics in. Yeah, uh, it seems like, um, yeah, it's like our castle. Yeah, so, and that really just like set the tone for like, holy shit, now, now we could really be degenerate, really drink and like, and like, <laughs> hang out and practice how we want to, you know, because before we were getting a little tossed up at Gags' parents' house. <laughs> for sure, a couple of times, we're like, oh, man, it is Tuesday on Jody Road. I think, like, the first thing, too, that happened, Gags is like, yo, we're going to smoke inside. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that was the game changer, for sure. I remember, like, I remember, like, my friends fucking, like, Mike, just coming in. Listen, I want to like smell like cigarettes. You're like, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't know. What to, I just do not know what to tell you. Nah, we've been good lately, I guess. Yeah, we have. We opened the door. <laughs> You're at least courteous. That that that's yeah. what matters. 
Sorry, I had to move to my porch. Hopefully that wasn't too loud. No, you're good. Can't even tell that there's a porch there. I mean... I know, I was about to say. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to say, too, about one of the songs is Tommy Point, R.I.P. Uh, that's, like, a huge, like, definite, like, special Celtics dedication song, speaking of which. Speaking of which, Boston's coming back. Let's fucking go. And Gary Payton is there. That's sick. Um, but that's, like, a Celtics <laughs> dedication song. R.I.P., Tommy Heinsohn, who is like the spirit and the voice, one of the few people that's in the Hall of Fame as like a player and a coach. Uh, he died in that song. Like that was like an award he used to give out at games. Like if um, you were the player of the game or you had like a, an incredible hustle moment, you know, he would just be like, that's a fucking Tommy point right there. And that's a Tommy point. And like, that was the thing that when you would go to Celtics games or like even in real life, you know, like you'd be like, I'd be working with kids and be like, that's a Tommy point. Like, people would say that shit, you know? So once he died, especially around that time, we had that riff, and I felt like that riff was so recharging. It was like, we're making this a fucking Celtic song. It's called Tommy Point. So R.I.P. Tom Heinsohn. And a funny story about that song is the lyric, I was up on the couch, I was popping a cork. Uh, I got a little too drunk, that's a Tommy Point. That's a true story as well. And uh, I was at UMass for New Year's Eve, and you know, me and my cousin, right at like midnight, we just like stepped on these people's couch. We didn't know who the fuck they were, but like the place was insane. And we're like 19, 22 years old or something, stupid young. And we're just like getting super drunk. And I literally like passed out bang in the floor of this like nasty ass party. Like I woke up in the morning. I was like, holy shit. It was just like a wild, just like a wild awakening. And I'll never forget some dude just literally showed up with 20 egg McMuffins, saved everybody's life. <laughs> but like, I was like, you know, I got up. And then I just like went about my day and uh, it was like sick. It was like actually a great start to my year, you know, to like have such fun. But that lyric, that's a true story, you know, um, got up off the floor, <laughs> true shit. And I feel like that song really encompasses like Tom Heinsohn, the Celtic spirit and like what I love about the Celtics and Celtic pride, you know, is uh, just really fucking hustling and giving a shit. So I just wanted to shout out Tommy Point real quick. Giovanni Townie Villegas. <laughs> I wear many hats, and that's yeah, that's one of them, Tony. <laughs> I wear many green hats. Yeah, you guys mind if I go get another beer real quick? Yeah, you're good. All right, need two seconds. See ya. <clears throat> right, so now, yeah, tell me the, the real details, thing. like. Yeah, this is the real thing, you know. The band started because you know Giovanni kept being like. He started wearing all black, bringing an acoustic guitar around. And he kept saying that he was like the reincarnation of Johnny Cash. He's been doing this forever. This is like 20 years ago. He, he wasn't even dead yet. So we kind of did this just to kind of humor him. He kept bugging us about it. It's a real awkward thing. It's real sad. Well, I, I'm glad that you could like help uh, his future make a wish. Uh wish yeah and, oh shit you know, uh, anyway yeah go celtics you know that was a perfect time to come back in let's go also i just want to shout out since we're on beers with bands uh trav gave me this beer it's from his brewery where he works brado it's a uh, pilsner it says double i don't know decoded i think check pilsner so shout out brado fuck yeah well i mean that's the perfect segue uh into this because obviously like Jovi like you said this is Beers with Bands 
Uh, there's also the Seared with Bands episode. Um, yeah. So normally we we go around and say what we're drinking. Obviously, we just heard what Joby's drinking. Shrew, what are you drinking on this fine uh, 420? This fine 420, I'm drinking a double IPA called Motion Machine from the Relic Brewing Company. That my that somebody recommended. Hell yeah! Does it does it does it live up to the recommendation? Is it okay? Is it shitty? I mean, it's okay. I always go into the liquor store, and he's like, "Oh, I got the two beers." He's always like, "Give me the same ones that I bought." Where you go? Is it with the ABs? No, this is a place down in um. I don't know. It's on my way home from work. Yeah, yeah this one, this one lives shout out ABs. There's this uh, liquor store right around the corner from us. Dude's the man, fucking Paul. Texted me, like, I told you, Paul texted me, uh, like, Happy New Year one year, and I was like, man, fuck yeah. <laughs> Got me hyped. He always, he always hooks us up with craft beers. And uh, it's a real dangerous thing, but he, like, gave us a tab. And I'm like, oh, man, be careful. Yeah, he was telling me um, last night that he works in Holyoke and another, his, like, uncle's bar or uncle's uh, liquor store. Yeah, he's telling me. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah. Giovanni's from there, my friend. He's like in my band. I was like, you know him. He was like, oh, I don't know him. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, you know him. I know he texts you and stuff, so like, I know you know him. And I guess he did a pretty sweet impersonation because he's like, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I believe that you probably got a good one. You know, the Puerto Rican kid, he's got like a Jack Sparrow mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also, if we're doing, uh, what are you drinking, Mike? Uh, So I'm just drinking a normal, uh, my normal. It's just a nice cold PBR, uh, because you can't go wrong with one of those. Uh, But I have a feeling I know where you're going to go with that that thought there, Jovi. Because it is seared with bands, and I'm saying the same thing. Yeah. What are you guys smoking on this 420? Oh, man. So I actually have a, a funny story about this weed here, and I'm going to, like, um, pack my bowl while I uh, while I tell it. But so we played a show recently at uh, O'Brien's, which is, like, just the venue in Boston. It's uh, in Austin. They're the shit. And, like, they're one of the few, like, still, like, really independent live venues that's around, you know, because we lost great scar and we've lost a lot of shit. And, O'Brien still being around is huge, so shout out O'Brien's. But we played a show O'Brien's recently with Toner and California X, two fucking sick ass bands, you know, California X and and Toner as well. They're killing shit lately, but we played with them and um, those dudes sampled like a wicked old rap song that I recorded when I was like younger. So I used to rap, and uh, I actually was like featured on a State Lines record, and they heard that and they fucking sampled one of my old songs. And then when they were in town, they were like, all right, well, we ended up jumping on the show with them, playing with them. So anyway, it was a great fucking night. They killed it. And uh, Yeah, shout right- out to California X, too. They killed it. Yeah, California X was fucking filthy. Oh, my God, they're so good. But, um, yeah, on the uh, like on the way out, I'm, like, talking to Sam, the dude there, and I was like, listen, man, I hope you guys have a good flight back. And they were flying in the morning. And right before I step out the door, he goes, yo, Jovi, you smoke bud? And my direct response was, does the Pope wear a silly hat? <laughs> Fucking of course, you know? 
And uh, he's like, all right, shit, well, here, take this. And just handed me a shit ton of weed. And he's like, we're going on a flight, so like, I can't even take this on the plane. And uh, this is like officially the last of it, so it feels kind of fitting. So shout out to Toner. I don't remember the strain that I bought. Um, it's in there. I went in and I was like, your highest eighth sativa, please. <laughs> and she said yes. And then she didn't give me a fucking t-shirt. So, yeah. so rude. <laughs> I can't believe she didn't give you a Because she even said something to the person after you. Right? You said, and I heard that correctly. Yeah. Yeah, that's so fucked it up. It's funny. In my head, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna say this on uh, on the podcast today." <laughs> Give him the T-shirt next time. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, and for for what I'm doing tonight, I honestly don't even remember. Um, so obviously, <laughs> I am not doing flower. I'm doing uh, kind of some wax here, and oh, nice. It's been a while since I've picked up this cart, so I don't remember what, what it is or even what flavor it is. That's a cool way of smoking, though, man. Like, uh, I'm not that into like, you know, they do like weed jewels and shit, and like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get my little brother in trouble, but I have a little brother who's <laughs> just a big vape guy, and uh, yeah, that, like that shit is not for me. I don't know. So, but I like the way that you smoke with like that wax, that like wax cartridge. That yeah. shit is cool. Like this, this so. I find it, for me personally, like, if I go to smoke, um, it's cheaper for me to go this route than, like, buying, like, flour on, like, a regular basis. Yeah. Because uh, sure. I think I paid, like, 60 for this cart, and it's lasted me, like, a couple months, because I don't, like, go every day. I, I'm, yeah. like, a more of, like, an uh, occasional, like, I, if it's there, like, I'll maybe hit it type deal. Yeah, I feel you. Well, I appreciate you celebrating with us. Oh yeah, I. Yeah. You're you're the second band uh, to like want to do anything extra to an episode, and I really appreciate that. Rather than it being like the normal, just mundane, like that. Not that there's anything wrong with how I do my episodes, but it's always nice to kind of spice it up a bit. Yeah, of course. No. What was the other thing? What other thing? To spice it up. Oh, uh, so I recorded with a band. Uh, well, an artist from Chicago called Burr Candy, and we drank uh, 40s for that episode. Nice. Oh, okay, so I saw this on, on your Twitter. Did you go with 40 hands? Uh, so, yeah, we ended up doing 40 hands, but I, I didn't, like, tape them up uh, because, you know, like, it's kind of hard to, like, work yeah. my equipment. Uh, so it was more just, like, kill a 40 and then just crack the next one and just keep going. Oh, uh, nice. Like, I think in my release schedule, this one might, like, that episode might be coming out after yours. Uh, so sneak peek for everyone listening. Like I got so <laughs> tanked by the end of that episode. Like I, I know I ended the episode and we did like our screenshot pictures, but I don't remember any of that. And yeah. then like, yeah, I ended. And then uh, next thing I know, I was upstairs on the couch with a pizza that I had ordered oh, and like, there's time that is gone. So, so fucking awesome. Yeah. It was a great time. Dude, the forties is, is tough because it's it's a really it's a win win lose lose situation. You equally do all four. Oh, yeah. It's like you're, you're gonna have a good time and you're gonna get drunk, but it's like you have to drink it fast, and it still goes like pretty. You know, the end of it is oh man. Right, and then so like normally I don't know if you guys are 
like drink 40s on a regular basis uh but there was a time point where i kind of did uh yeah and i would always go like my 40 of choice is cold 45 40s i'm gonna do a 40 that's where i'm gonna go with my local liquor store has been out of 45s for like the last two months so i had to do mickey's Mm. nothing against mickey's it just never had mickey's so i had to go in like like they could have been the like the shittiest 40s and i still would have had to finish them just to commit for this episode that's like what like i stay clear of like uh does the 40 ounce of beer count like a 40 ounce budweiser would you count that in the 40 category i i mean technically yeah because it's 40 ounces sorry are you about to you steer clear of malt liquor 40s (laughs) i think so because it's pretty hard to come by up here especially in a glass bottle i finally found some and i left some at the space if i recall <laughs> we ran out of beer, and you and you and uh, Trav were hanging out after. Giovanni and Travis live over in Boston, Somerville, and I'm all the way out outside of Worcester, so they hang out sometimes afterwards. But I do recall, drink my fucking forties. <laughs> I do, I do owe you one. That, that's absolutely fucking true. Clearly, I don't remember, so I clearly you did. Pictures, and I was like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sorry. I'll bring you some trillion beer. I'll make it up to you. I'll bring you some good beer. It's not a 40. I'm just joking. I don't care. No, no. That was, you're totally right. I totally forgot. It's just that's funny. You're about to say you steer clear of 40. <laughs> I, do, I do say that I steer clear of 40. I, I was going to say I steer clear of steel reserve. Really, oh, that's yeah, the that's, shit that you got to. Yeah, that's fair. Those were Cobras or something. Oh, God. They have those 40s now. Like, I see them. They're, like, in the plastic bottles. Or... Yeah, I, I saw one of those, and I almost grabbed it. But it, it also is, like, I ended up not getting it because I was like, I don't even trust that brand. Uh, it's, like, very malt, malt liquor. Like, But uh, <laughs> I noticed that they're not even 40s in the plastic ones. They're 42 ounces. <laughs> you know, just got to set yourself yeah, that much of far apart. Listen, we're gonna take away. We're gonna take away the glass. We'll give you two more ounces, right? <laughs> they, sold, they sold right out. Hey, listen, if you want more product, we're gonna get rid of your fancy glass bottles. <laughs> you can't smash it on the interstate like you used to. <laughs> <laughs> but you can piss in it. <laughs> Still, I guess. Um. Yeah, Mike, Mike, where do you live? Uh, so I'm in Minneapolis. Oh, cool. Oh, shit, sick, cool. Yeah. You know, Minneapolis has Twin Cities, St. Paul? Yep. All right. So, yeah, I, I've been up here for, I think, two, three years now. Uh, I moved right at the beginning of uh, COVID. Oh, shit, nice. Yeah. I would, like, um, well, what, two questions. Minneapolis is who's could do in replacements, right? Uh, that I don't know. I know that they're like Dillinger Four, and That's dope. like that. obviously Prince. Uh, I feel like someone else that is usually like one of my go tos when I'm like, they're from here. But and then how do you feel about like um, like moving into the city during COVID? Do you feel like you're like finally getting a chance to experience it, or like have you always been familiar? Uh, so like I wasn't familiar with the Twin Cities before, prior to moving. Like, um. 
uh, a band that was originally from the Twin Cities. They came to Iowa City, and like I started booking their shows. So when we would go on runs, like we would kind of show swap, and then we would just play at like their house. Um, and that was a, as much of the experience I had prior to moving. Yeah. And then I would just come up and visit, moved in, and that first year really sucked because I moved in and literally everything shut down. Like I can only be at our house. Yeah. go to work oh, shit, or dude. go to the grocery store like it, it fucking sucked and that I came sucks. up here like trying to immerse myself in the music scene and not able to do it yeah. uh, so that really sucked but last year when things started like kind of opening up uh, like around like May, June um, I got to experience a decent amount and then just hoping to as I keep living here just experience more and more yeah. um, since I'm like everything feels nicer once it's warm out because winters here suck you know oh for sure i feel like uh minneapolis is like on a resurgence i really feel like that like that music scene is about to be kicking i just looked it up like replacements i knew it are from minneapolis but okay. yeah husker do, uh, is husker do not no they're from husker do and replacements like used to like go back and forth i'm pretty sure they're both from uh minneapolis okay yeah but uh, that that music scene out there is wicked fucking sick. Like, if Mace were to tour and like whenever that that conversation or thought happens, I would definitely be trying to go up there. Like that seems wicked cool out there. Oh, dude, fuck yeah! I'd love to see you guys out here in the cities. Like, there's there's a lot of sick bands that I would keep like finding. It still feels like every week I find like a different Twin Cities band that I'm like, you've been existing for like X amount of years, and I'm just now finding out about you because like yeah. shit's fucking sick. Um, yeah, there's there's a great scene up here, a lot of great, amazing artists, and it really whatever like scene you're trying to be in, whether it's like the metal, emo, shoegaze, pop punk, anything, like there's a band up here for you. Yeah, hundred percent. That's it. Like how's the scene out there in your guys' area? Um it's fucking cool. <laughs> it is cool, yeah. Um, yeah, you take it, Jemai. I'm stuck. <laughs> uh, no, man, it's, it's really, it's really sick. Like, um, I had something to say, and I was like, yeah. It sucks because, like, we definitely lost some venues. I mean, like, losing Great Scott was huge. The like, Great Scott was like, you know, started Mace, and it was like, all right, you know, you start a band to get big enough to sell out Great Scott. Like a small little room with like, I don't know, a couple hundred people, but it was like the best fucking place. We lost that. But there's a bunch of really sick bands in Boston. You know, like, there's no abundance of shows going on. Um, and yeah, I feel like this new, ver- like, new spots are opening up. I'm sorry, because I'm stoned too. <laughs> but we're catching up. But you don't have yeah, yeah, spots going on. Like, yeah, shout out to Faces Brewing in Malden. This dude Ryan, who uh, used to book at O'Brien's, is like at this new venue. So that's opening up. There's a bunch of sick bands. Uh, shout out to me and Capri's, Super Down, Something Sneaky, Crescent Ridge, are all really dope bands that are killing it right now. Um, so I feel like that there's about to be a resurgence. It just is like once the venues and like once there could be like enough like enough for everybody like be out there like you know getting all like getting out and playing shows but boston's always super active you know and yeah. a bunch of like really good labels and bigger bands that are sort of based out of boston and then like by proxy you got maine um 
And you got Pro- and you got Providence, you know. So yeah, and you got Worcester, dude. We were talking Worcester's about Worcester. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were talking about that before uh, you came on, because uh, I, I recorded with a band from Worcester uh, called Waverwire, and so like yeah, we were talking about how one. like it's all small world type deal. Yeah, I never actually got to see them, but that's the thing. I live out here, but I mostly would go to Boston. Mm. But yeah, Worcester's got some sick ass venues. It does. Ralph's Ralph's Rock Diner, shout out, you know. You know, like think, metal uh, bands and stuff like cleansing waves from fucking Worcester, they used to rule. It's like a button just like that's the thing is like Boston there's realistically it's like so hard to keep up on everybody. In Massachusetts it's so hard to keep up on everybody and like we have more venues and like it was easier to get into those venues. Man, it it would just really be tight, you know, but I think it's like uh yeah, just like a really cool, like healthily like a healthy competitive type of diverse music scene, you know? And then there's other bands I wanna shout out to, like Old Soul and Lilith. Fucking really nasty. Um so there are definitely band counterintuitive is out of Boston. So there's like okay. definitely a lot of like cool shit that goes on out here. Um but it's like we just keep losing venues. Also we lost once Somerville. Um yeah, so it's like one. I feel like once the effects of COVID finally settle down into the music scene in Boston, it's going to be really, really special and be really sick. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the scene sounds awesome. Uh, I know, like, Boston's always been not just because like the trying to get in, like, check out the scene, but like Boston's always been like a great city that is on my list of one time, hopefully going to check out. Um, yeah, and, for sure. Like, hearing over, that there's dude. amazing scenes also make it a, like another reason to like add it to the bucket list to, to check out um and hopefully those venues that you've lost somehow get repurposed and turn into like another venue uh and and keep the keep it going you know yeah i think um no yeah i think it really sucks but it also sort of forces us to like do other things and set up our own type of events and you know find other avenues to really get out there and play it. So it's also, I'm just a very glass half full type of like person. So you still look at it and you're like, man, we get to like do some other cool shit that maybe not other people get to do. So that's also just take, take what you can, I guess. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, well now I feel like is a, is a great time, uh, because you guys are already stoned and this is going to be amazing. Uh, we're going <laughs> to transition to the later half of this episode which yeah. is always my favorite part of the episodes, which is uh-huh. where we talk about fun stories from you guys' time in music. Uh, it can be from uh, from Mace, from any project before, tours, shows, recordings. Uh, the the spectrum's of, uh, huge. It can be anything horrendous to tremendous or any additive <laughs> in between. Wait, I'm going to take a pee break really quick. All right. All right. Just took a huge vlog. Well, I ripped, so good to go. Damn. Um, <coughs> so any, like, really crazy maze stories, I would have to, like, start with Toad Hill. And, oh, man, fucking Toad Hill. Toad Hill is so sick. Um, shout out. So, like, Gags, he's got a whole community of, like, just, like, literally the most, like, amazingly talented people. You know, shout out to, like, brother guy andy his you know actually huge shout out to gags's project he does short plus 13 
sick fucking producers. They produce like Rex, Asher Roth, a bunch of really awesome, cool shit. Oh damn. They're, yeah, they're nasty, but um, all their friends they sort of they play in another really like cool ass jam band, and they just fucking kill called Brother Guy. So they put a festival together every year out in the sticks, like out like four hours into the wilderness of fucking New Hampshire. So we played for the first time last year, and that's a, an event that's been going on, but it was like my first time, Pat's first time, Shrew's first time. So uh, we get up there, and it just was, oh, man. It was just straight debauchery, you know, like. Oh, shit. Maybe Shrew didn't uh, mute. <laughs> it's good. Oh, yeah, but um. anyway, we got up there, and it just was like a whole bunch of shrooms tripping the whole weekend we were like just up to like fucking 3 a.m they had like house d like the half second half of it was just djs so we're just out here just like tripping face and like drinking and having just the best time camping for the whole weekend that was fun fun as shit and i'll never forget man because like there's no service for like half of that ride once you get to like a certain point halfway there's no service so shrew left that morning like we played on saturday me trap gags all of us we got up there friday night and shrew was like, I'll meet you guys Saturday morning. And then, uh, I heard, from, I had to text from Shrew like 7 a.m. because I barely had service, like in one spot, you know, you're in the woods. So I was like, all right, I got to text from Shrew at 7. Should be good. He'll definitely be here by like 12, you know? And then we're supposed to play at 4. And then it's like 12.30, 1, 1.30, 2.30, And fucking, you know, poor Travis is stressing out. But we're just like sitting there and we're like, don't worry, man. Shrew's going to come through. He's going to fucking be there. And I swear, like, uh, I didn't see him until, like, really, I was, like, trying to bring my amp out and get up there. And I was like, ah, I fucking knew it, man. Just like a, you know, like a, like a thief in the night. Shrew fucking showed up just in time for the Toad Hill set. So I think that was wicked fun. And then we had even more fun, you know. And, uh, yeah, shout out to our friends that were there just, like, feeding us. And uh, there was one picture that I really wanted to get on the album of like just mushrooms and shit it was just it was a really fun time fun ass fucking time i was talking about how uh when you Listen, showed up in Hill. i want to quell anything i just got you know i just got back i was recording it so if you have any like weird outlandish stories about how i used to think that i was like the reincarnation of johnny cash or, you know <laughs> i would like you to not you know stop saying that about me it's really weird anyway I'm so sorry. We'll we'll in cut retrospect, that. In retrospect, it's not even that funny. Yeah, I remember that day. It sucked. I woke up mad late, and then I had to drive all the way to Framingham, and then I drove all the way out. And I was like, I'm gonna miss the show. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got there like literally right at time. We had just the best fucking time after. It was so fun. Honestly, I got there and then like 30 minutes before the perfect action. I was like, damn. Fucking Axel Rhodes. <laughs> See, me and Shrew used to play in a band, Ghost I'm Gone. Um, back in the day, we went on like a, a real crazy tour. That was fucking sick down to Florida. Yeah, you can still find us on Bandcamp. <laughs> you can. What? Ghost I'm Gone, ma.bandcamp.com. That's crazy that I remember that. It's crazy. Sorry, that was a, another shameless plug, but um, no, yeah, that was fucking sick. I remember when you passed out in front of the Waffle House and we still went in. <laughs> oh, yo, yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. 
the night before, we played. Well, the whole tour was kind of like weird. <laughs> it was like a tour down south, and like every venue was like completely fucking different. But anyway, the um, the show we played the night before was like a hardcore show in Atlanta. I just remember I was against like a uh, in the basement. I was against like a stone, like brick pillar, and I was kind of like rocking my head back and forth because I hadn't eaten in forever. And like, how old were we? Like nineteen. Yeah, so it was like nineteen, yeah, twenty. Like, I had no money. We had no business. So it was fucking fun. But um, yeah, I was kind of like going back and forth with my head. I called woozy and like kind of jamming out to the band, but at the same time, I kind of like slipped and hit my head. So fucking hard. On this like brick wall. <laughs> Completely by accident. And so I felt weird after I like stay outside the rest of it. I was like in the van. I was like, oh, you're right. And then we're driving from uh Atlanta. I was like looking up at the lights and everything was like fucked up. Basically I had gotten a concussion. <laughs> and like um as we're leaving Atlanta, they're like, let's go to the wall post, let's go. And um they were going in the Waffle House, and I was like, I can't go. I'm just going to stay in the van. And then they all go in. Uh, and I just emerged from the van just in my underwear and puke <laughs> and then fall asleep on the grass the entire time they're in there talking to an apparently hot old waitress. Oh, my God. I still, to this day, I still remember her. Y'all just a bunch of Yankees. And I was like, I love you. I'll follow you to the ends of the middle earth. I don't give a shit. I'll go wherever. Dude, we got that same thing. We um, we were in like in a, we like read up that it was cool to park in Walmart parking lot. Oh, yeah. So we had this like 12 person van and um, we're all sleeping inside the van at Walmart. And then like, how many were there? There's five of us. So some are like sleeping on the bench seats, two sleeping in the shitty front seats. And like some weirdo sleeping between the feet, like seats, like on the floor. Yeah, oh, that was the worst spot. Bunch of sweaty dudes. It was summer too. It was the first time I've ever been to Georgia. I was like, and like literally, it was like the hottest recorded. We were in uh, Knoxville the day before. Literally, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure to this day it's still the hottest recorded day that we were there. It's like 105. Our van was broken down, and we was all just broken, was it broken we down. Stood up and walked around for shows. Like literally, like we just. Me and like me and our buddy Sean just like took our backpacks and we're like, let's just go look for a show because our show had got canceled that morning. Oh yeah, we walked around Knoxville. Yeah. But anyway, in Atlanta, fucking, we wake up to like cops knocking on the windows, and we're like, what? And they're like, you can't be sleeping here, or whatever. Blah blah blah. They called us like, they're like, oh, we hear you people from Massachusetts are all axe murderers. Like, laugh to remember that they like laugh to each other and I was like, dude, what in the fuck is about to happen? Actually, I, I love the South, but like also there's like such a clear difference between like even the air when you get north of the Mason Dixon. Although that that also the Mason Dixon line is an underrated weird place in the country because like that's where that weirdo fucking gas station porno shop was in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Like, we walked into the place and we're like, dude, I'm just getting gas. Why are there jerk-off boots? <laughs> like, literally. Well, thinking about it, back to the, like, Georgia thing, I mean, in retrospect, they were probably just fucking with us. Yeah. It's like, I'm not from here, and you're calling me an axe murderer. 
It's not funny. <laughs> Maybe he is, but... Yeah. It would have been like a whole Cousin Vinny situation where they just like arrest you and they're like, we got you on trial for exactly. murder. It's like, we weren't even there. I think actually our buddy um, who's in the band, Jared, had actually brought a machete with us for no reason. Oh my God. I'll never... So we were all under 21. Like We were all under 21 except for him. And, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> And he was like, no, nobody's bringing anything. We're not bringing anything because we wanted to bring, like, beer and shit, you know? Yeah. And we get pulled over, and he's like, yo, so I got to be honest with you. I have a whole bunch of beer hidden in here. <laughs> I have a whole bunch of vodka hidden in here. And we're like, oh, my God. Can't believe it. But also, we were just happy that you like, had we it. Gotta, we were begging him, like, dude, come on, please. Buy that <laughs> stuff. And he's like, no, I left my license in Massachusetts just so I can't buy it. And he had it the whole time. And you had it the whole time. Dude, I remember oh, we, we played this uh this venue. It was like some like dive bar that we got on la- like last yeah. minute in San Diego and they put us as the headliners and it was like we're not even from here. We didn't want to play the show, we just like needed money. And they had it set where like your like since it was a bar, people under twenty one couldn't go in. And at the time our drummer was only like 20 i think at the time and then our bass player was about to turn 21 like two weeks after tour or some shit so he like they both couldn't come in until yeah. like 10 minutes before the set so they're like we're like oh like me i'm like was one of the main drinkers of the band and then like yeah so me and the other main drinker and then like basically everyone that was like of age that wanted to drink we were like all right, we'll see you. Like, we'll come get you before load-in. And we left those two and, like, someone else in the van. But you could literally walk out the venue this, like, this way and then just yeah. walk around. And there was, like, a strip mall, like, gas station on the other side that had a liquor store. So we would just go over there and get whatever, like, those guys in the van wanted. And just, yeah. like, okay, here's this for you guys. We got three feet free pitchers inside for the band. And we're just gonna kill them ourselves because you guys are out here. Yeah. So we we it's kept nice. kept uh, yeah, kept yeah. It good. That's sick. You got The whole band's got it. Like that's that's a big rule, man. Is that nobody drinks alone. The whole band has got to like, you know what I'm saying? Be locked in doing it together. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say it's nice that you were an actual friend instead of just like a pseudo dad. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, we were all there to have a good time, and I know on the last tour we did. Um, Everyone in the band, everyone in both bands, except for, like, maybe, yeah, he definitely wasn't the drummer that was filling in for both. Like, he wasn't of age, but, like, we killed a case every day. Like, we would just get a case at night, and whatever was left over, you just drink that on the way to, like, the next spot, and then pick up a new case, and just, like, we did that for 11 days. Dude, so I'll say, like, uh, I think the, the big thing I feel like we all really love is Four Roses. Love fucking, like, big whiskey, you know? No, Uh, you don't like... Why you like fucking four roses? I would never buy it on my own, but I do. It's cool when you have it. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for the tradition aspect. Aspect. The the tradition exactly right. Like it's not the best, but like, I feel like uh like Mace really can't like you know all of us four like gags, um would come out too every once in a while, but it would definitely be me, Shu, and Trav would be like at my house, especially during quarantine, right? Like, you get a big bottle of four roses and you know, a case against it. And then it's just like you put YouTube up in the music video, and that's really where like 
I guess going back to Uncode, right, when we started, like, thinking about everything we fucking loved and liked. It was just, like, in those sessions of just getting really, like, we call it voided. Yeah. Like, you got to just enter the void together. And uh, you stand at the precipice of it with the big bottle for roses, and then somebody's like, all right, fucking Trouble Dread. And that's that's from the lighthouse, you know, Trouble Dread, Ocean Dread, bang. And then you're going farther into the void. And that's when you start listening to Monkey Gone to Heaven by the Pixies. And that's when you keep going further and we're up on the roof, like smoking butts and like smoking weed on my roof, like overlooking sort of where I live. And uh, that's when you're listening to Harvest Moon. That's another one I think we all really love is Neil Young. We have like a whole, like, and we call it the, like the greats, you know, like, all right, Jovi's playing the classics tonight. <laughs> we're going to the greatest hits tonight. And they're in the stages, but like getting, like getting voided is like a big mace tradition that you really got to like, get in on it every once in a while just to like keep it going you know just to be like remind ourselves why we even do this shit like where yeah. the inspiration comes from yeah hey listener <laughs> we're drunks <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> no that was good times i mean pandemic i mean <laughs> i don't want to make light or anything but i had gotten laid off from a job that i fucking Hated. Yeah. Like I was in a department and I got fired from that department and got moved to another department. So for like six months, I was like, it was a, I was a mechanic. I was working the park. So they put my bay right next to a park. Yeah. And um, every day I'd see the boss that fired me like every like five times a day. Just, like, oh my suck. god. And then um, after that, <laughs> after that. Uh, I got fucking laid off and it was right in fucking COVID times and I was allowed to like collect money on unemployment. I've never bought unemployment before. So yeah, so fuck it. So a big part in that like getting to the void, driving to Boston, being able to park fucking anywhere I want. Yeah. Literally. Not, literally not they didn't give a shit. Situation, but like, damn, I feel like I was king of fucking Boston. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't give a hoot back then. I remember traveling, travel us this car literally one time for three days, right outside of his, like right outside of my place. And then, yeah, like yeah. literally in the last last ten minutes before he got there, he got a ticket. But for three whole fucking days, he left it in a ten minute spot. Dude, you could just like drive there like six o'clock from, you know, Worcester to fucking Boston. Just like you get right there. No like, one's on the road. It's like three yeah. o'clock, four o'clock. It's like whatever. Dude, the traffic the traffic is officially bad. It's a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like money spree because we're collecting unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you remember the? Uh... I don't know. <laughs> it's like because they were giving out that extra. Do you remember the show in uh, Brighton by Boston College? Yeah, basement show. Oh my god, that was the worst. That was, that's another base memory. I feel like is uh. Dude, that was the worst show we ever played. Oh man, don't want to drag this place, but holy shit, was it terrible? Yeah, we played the cool band. This body is. The yeah, this body is cool. They're pretty cool from Boston. Joke mode, plug. Anyway, um, yeah, dude. There was a sound guy who like lived there, and he kind of like walk in like a fucking ghost. And um, the PA like just wasn't on. 
but they couldn't hear you. Like, we were screaming. There's, like, video evidence of it. Yeah. And um, then he just disappeared, and uh, we had no vocals. And every other band after that had perfect fucking vocals. Yeah, we went first, and they just really, they really hosed us. And then, like, I'll never forget afterwards. Like, we're literally just in these people's basement, and, like, it's Boston College, so there's, like, a huge fucking sorority next door. They're roaring. And then the people who actually threw the show lived on the second floor, not the first floor. Um, so you really couldn't even get up to their apartment. You couldn't really get up to their apartment to tell them what was going on. So I'll never forget, like, all the girlfriends and shit were sitting there, and they're just like, I have to go to the bathrooms. Oh, yeah, Pamela and my girlfriend had to go to the bathroom the whole time. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we went up and we're like, yo, where did they get, where did they, like, where the girls need to pee? Where the fuck can they go? And I'll never forget, the guy just looked at me, like, drank his beer, laughed, and then just walked upstairs. And that was it. <laughs> and then, and then we walked outside and we're like, that's it, open season, everywhere outside, who cares? Yeah, and that's when, um, all the girls at the party started just pissing in Trav and Gags's mouth. And, um, <laughs> even if they were here, they wouldn't say that that isn't true because it is. And once again, that was once correct. Again. so is that, is that where, uh, water's fine or seasick comes from? <laughs> well, both. Okay. Cause the first one's like, Oh, it's okay. And seasick is like, fuck <laughs> too much, <laughs> too much, too much. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, we heard some great stories, uh, from you guys. Like, I mean, just everything about Mace in general is just, you guys are like this, to me, like this new enigma. Like you have these crazy stories that back all these songs and just like everything you're doing is like super sick. And I'm stoked that people are going to be able to hear this, this, uh, this record, uh, after I did, cause I listened to it first. Remember, never forget. I was here. Uh, can I can I just jump in real quick and say like uh, like I was like I was telling you earlier before we jumped on, but I gotta just say it again. Just give you like give you respect. We really were like uh, like a week away from getting it done, and I was like, listen, I need to at least we need to at least get it for fucking Mike, man. We gotta get it for <laughs> beers with bands. We gotta get it for beers with bands. You know, so really yeah, appreciate you. Like, yeah, we really appreciate you being patient with us. And uh, like I said, like we literally bounced it. Like I uploaded it, I was like, "All right, ping, there you go." <laughs> yeah, well, you better uh, you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I appreciate it. Uh, like I I'm a chill guy. Like I like I told you, like it's no worries. I I know things come up, especially you guys are getting this whole thing uh, ready to be re- fully released. Um, I I appreciate you guys uh, making sure that I I got it, my hands on it and uh, like are we're, we're cool with us letting someone that you've never met or talked to before besides like just Twitter interactions uh listen to it and uh hope that they wouldn't leak it so you know <laughs> i did my i did my part absolutely thank you or just absolutely ro- roast us like <laughs> what yeah, were th- you thinking on this song <laughs> <laughs> just just after listening to it just be like joby I, I don't think we can do this episode anymore uh something came <laughs> up man. uh but, it, but seriously, everything sounds great, and I'm I'm stoked with, with what you guys are doing. Um, from like obviously, by the time this episode's out, this record will be out just about a month. Um, but what can people expect from Mace with this release and going forward? Uh, it's kind of a loaded question. Yeah, we're gonna fucking top it, dude. 
That's true. That's actually that's can't be stopped. That's that's true shit, Shrew. You got me hyped. Let's fucking go. Damn it. I wish I had a fridge in my like in my fucking desk. Like another beer. Even if, uh, even if it's just in our heads. It's gonna be we're awesome. We're gonna top it. Like I would say expect another one. I would say um expect you know expect some shows, expect a little merch. Nothing crazy, but expect us to just like uh keep it like keep it true, you know. I would really say like anyone who's listening to this video, we'll have a video out. We'll probably have two more. Like we're really working on a couple of videos right now. Um yeah, I would say expect some merch, expect some shows. Um, yeah, our merch, we're like really gonna like go past t shirts and apparel. You know, we're gonna go straight for like mouse pads and the shower curtains. Those can be expected. Yeah, it's all, it's all about merchandise, though. Yeah, you got your stapler, and it says our name on it. Right. Um, uh, well, well, I'm stoked with what you guys like might have cooking next. Um, speaking of merch, and speaking of Mace in general, if anyone's looking for merch, music, or you guys, where can they find it? Um, all right, so everything is at Mace like Windu. Um, we dropped we dropped the window, <laughs> so it's like a little ode to it. But yeah, at Mace like Windu, Instagram, Twitter, hit us up. Um, I still like it because like Samuel Jackson rules. Oh yeah. But one day we realized maybe we don't love Star Wars that much. Sorry, I mean, like, like people really talk Star to us Wars. about Star Wars. It just got awkward. It was like, man, because <laughs> I would I would always start with I'm really not even that into it, you know. So so what you're saying is it's a good thing I didn't bring in like any Star Wars questions like I almost thought about doing. <laughs> I would have been like, I don't know, dude. Yeah, like, really, like you would have been completely underwhelmed. It would have been kind of funny, though, if you would have just gave me, like, bullshit fucking answers for, like, anything <laughs> I came up with. Like, list characters that aren't even, like, existing in that universe. You know, so for, for album two, we'll do, like, a quiz show with you. We'll, like, <laughs> we'll bring the whole band and we'll do, like, a quiz show. Dude, fuck yeah. Yeah, Star Wars quiz. Yeah. Don't bring any of that, like, new movie shit, because uh, if you like that, you suck. Next, uh, yeah. next album we're calling Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> nah, even Jar Jar Binks is better than like now because like it doesn't matter if it's good or it's bad. It's What's the threshold? Disney. Hold on, it's owned by Disney. It bought Marvel. Fuck those guys. What's like the threshold on something becoming like vintage and acceptable and, and like uh, you know what I'm saying? Like how long does it take for something to like actually become cool in Star Wars? Because if that's the case, then Jar Jar Binks is gonna be really fucking like vintage and sought after pretty soon, right? <laughs> Well, I think I, I read somewhere, like, something has to be at least 25 years old to be considered, like, the early ages of vintage. Okay. Oh, shit. So, so these prequels, be... <laughs> we're almost there. We might be getting, oh, we've yeah. seen the whole thing. We've, we've lived through, like, every stage of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can find com, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Uh Basically, everything is just, like, Mace like Windu. And we can't yeah, just... like, Star Wars hot take. Anakin was, like, way cooler than Luke Skywalker. We, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I never watched the originals. I'm getting into it. Sorry for the listeners. I'm getting into it. But, like, I grew up with the prequels, so. I'm just saying stuff that might rile up the hardcore Star Wars fans. 
Anyway. We got reviewed by this dude one time. Like, we sent our album out to, like, you know, just get looked at, like, as you do to, like, labels and shit. And right. Somebody hit us back with, like, the gnarliest fucking, like, feedback. It was so funny, though. Like, you guys really, really have some nerves. And, and you guys, like, would be cool if you didn't sound like Weezer, but suck ten times as hard, you know? And then he ended it by saying, and, and another thing, no one's ever going to touch you with a ten-foot pole. Fucking Star Wars, are you joking me? Jeez. And, we all like literally like took that in the space and just laughed our asses off about it. We're like, dude, I don't give a shit. That's hilarious. We were like, yeah, let's like get off the Star Wars, you know, especially because of the questions. I mean, that, that's fair. That makes sense. But I do appreciate you guys keeping the 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 tags all as like mace like Windu because I know like when we first started talking, like I I obviously don't look at like the exact tags yeah. or like ha- handles that people have, and I just saw yeah. like mace, and I was just sitting there having like a dumb thought like laying in bed before sleep and i was like mace you know like mace windu and then like i looked at the twitter handle and i was like those motherfuckers <laughs> like it like that's literally what they did uh so i loved it oh. uh oh, yeah. but this was a great 420 uh spending it with with the both of you uh I, i'm super stoked on this record and like i normally say uh if you or anyone you know she got an episode of beers with bands Please hit me up. Uh, I'd love to sit down with you. Uh, do some green. Do some beer. Whatever you guys feel like. I mean, this this fine gentleman, Jovi, hit me up. And he came up with the you know the whole seared with bands idea. And I, that's 100% credit to him. And we set it up. We sat down. Uh, Grimace uh, made an appearance. You know, we had a great time chatting, uh, smoking, drinking, and doing yeah. all that fun stuff. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Mike. This has been this has been like a great fucking time, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah thanks, dude. Yeah, I appreciate Good it. Talking uh, to you. And uh, I mean, I hope you guys have a great rest of your 420, and I'll catch everyone on the next episode. Absolutely, let's go Celtics. <laughs> See, oh yeah, actually, before we end, we need we need a final uh, yeah, score on, update man. before we can fully end. All right, so I just looked it up, and I can hear my my I can hear my roommate going berserk out there, so it's. 72-68 Brooklyn. We still have like one and a half quarters of basketball left to play, but it seems like the Celtics are pushing. Okay. Well, see, yeah. they're coming up. Uh, everyone that's listened to this, uh, the day this episode came out, you can you can look up the score. We don't know the score. We're not in the future yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll catch everyone next week. See ya. Yeah.